Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Redeemed and Saying So. This is our last takeover episode and I have someone who's very special to me. Her name is Aish and she will be your host. We'll be talking about mental health and she is a licensed therapist and I'll go ahead and hand it over to you host. Hey guys, um, so yeah, my name is Aish and today we're just kind of, my goal is to break the basis of this podcast is to kind of break that stigma between therapy and the Christian faith. You can be a Christian, have a relationship with God, and still go to therapy, um, despite what a lot of people might think. Um, So it's going to be more conversation-like, but uh, just kind of sit back and bear with us, (laughs) because, yeah. Um, But yeah, the first kind of question that I have is, is what what were your beliefs, what did you think of when you thought of therapy and Jesus? Um, because I know a lot of people say if you need, if you, you know, if you have Jesus, you don't need therapy. So what are your kind of thoughts on, or what were they, um, before kind of learning more about it? Um, honestly, therapy was a very taboo idea, like growing up, um, even like older, it was just not something that I was ever familiar with, introduced to. Um, so it was like. I knew of therapy, but it was never, like, introduced um, or really even presented in a way that um, that it could be complementary to someone who does believe in Jesus and who goes to church. Like, they both can coexist for someone. Um, yeah, but it was very, like, foreign. And, yeah, I always thought of therapy as, like, someone who was went through something dramatic in a traumatic something traumatic in a dramatic way Mm -hmm. and I've as I got older I came to understand that trauma is not always something dramatic Mm -hmm. um trauma looks different for everybody but I just was kind of ignorant in that way and didn't understand that you know people can even like things that's that won't necessarily seem traumatic people can still use therapy in their everyday life yeah um so that stigma with like um well i've never been through anything big so i don't really need therapy and then another thing is well i went to something small so i can talk to my friends about it yeah um but what about when your friends aren't available or when your friends don't know what to say or when your friends are on their phone while you're (laughs) venting to them or you know or if they're you know if they're in a relationship you know that we kind of come second place, right? Yeah. So, um, what what about when you need somebody in an unbiased, professional way? And so, I always see therapy as like um, a safe place mm-hmm. of I can talk about whatever I want to talk about, and that person I pay them, so <laughs> they cannot say you're wrong. They can't say like you're tripping. Like they can, yeah. But at the same time, I can say whatever I want to say, even if it goes against my beliefs in yeah. that moment. 
And um, with that, though, it's really important to find a therapist who is of the same faith Mm -hmm. of you. Not only the same faith, but the same, like, belief system, like your relationship. Yeah. Um, A lot of therapists uh, won't share that with clients. um, But that's why I think when you are doing that process of therapy, you need to pray about who you're talking to. Um, Because sometimes the person you're talking to can lead you farther away from God than they can to God. Yeah. Um, But that's... I have a question about that. Yeah. So, like, what would... How would someone go about, I guess, like, shopping for a therapist? Like, what does that look like? I mean, it's tough, and it's a lot of trial and error, and I think that's where a lot of people get lost in the therapy process. Um, So, like, from a totally, like, natural point of view... You're going to have to sit with a couple of therapists before you're like, yeah, that's the one. Unless you just get really lucky and you're like, okay, this person gets me, right? Um, where some therapists where you're going to be like, okay, that one really gets me but not giving me what I need. That one is kind of enabling me. That one just doesn't care. Because mm-hmm. some people are in it just for the money, right? Mm-hmm. But from a spiritual aspect, you know, if you have that relationship with God that we talk about so heavily at, at church, right? You want to be able to pray and be like, okay, God, if this therapist is for me, then show me something. Mm -hmm. If this therapist is not for me, then show me that as well. It's still going to be some trial and error of, okay, well, well, what if this is something that God wanted for me? What if this isn't? So um, you're going to have to not only like do your research, but reach out to the people in your, in your, in your community. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't, a lot of, I know a lot of churches don't like, aren't on board with it yet. Um, but some the ones, are. some do, right? So the ones that do, you know, look into those, ask them questions. Like uh, the Potter's House, right? They mm-hmm. they have a whole therapy network there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, reach out to people in your network that are like, okay, I find a pretty good like faith based person. Look in their bios. Look at research what they do outside of therapy. Yeah, um, that's good. You know, because stalk them, basically, right? <laughs> <laughs> in a healthy way, stalk them in a healthy way, because. You don't want a therapist who's gonna who's gonna allow you to talk, but then say do whatever your flesh says. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, well, you're not really helping me. Yeah. At all. I don't need therapy for that. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, if I want to do what my flesh says, I, that's easy. But um, from a spiritual aspect, as a therapist, when I when I see like my like people who come to me for like who are f- spirit filled. A lot of them just need kind of that guidance back to what God is wanting for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really, yes, they have traumas. Yes, they have um, things that they've been through. They act mm-hmm. certain ways and all that stuff. But they really just need that, that little extra push of, yeah. okay, well, my, my mind is saying this, but what is God saying? Or That's I don't really want to pray, but, you know, and then they, they, they say what they want to say. But I'm like, yeah, but if you bring God into your healing process. Yeah. Do you think it would be 100% better? Yeah. Some disagree with me. Some. <laughs> some don't. But, each you know, that's all you can do. Yeah. Um, but the process is daunt. It seems very daunting. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there who are spirit-filled and who, who can really, like... Yeah. Who can not only heal you mentally and emotionally, but heal you in a spiritual way where you're like, huh, it all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's kind of, it's trial and error. That's the big thing. It's trial and error and prayer. If you don't pray about who you're talking to, there's no point of doing it. There's not. It, it isn't. <laughs> it's really pointless. No, because a lot of therapists will go back to 
from a spiritual aspect, like the witchcraft, mm-hmm. sage, crystals, mm-hmm. uh, uh, zodiac signs, um, just cleanse your aura. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, okay. Ew. And you know, some people are okay with that, right? Yeah. But from a from a kingdom minded person. Yeah. You don't want somebody who's going to be like, here, here, take a crystal. Like, yeah. no, I don't, you're good. Just doing more damage. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, uh, so you don't really want to do all that yeah. type of thing. So um, it's definitely a process. Um, for me, I ha- I've had, I think I tried like three therapists before I found my therapist. Mm-hmm. One therapist literally sat there the whole time and looked at the clock. And I was like, <gasps> all right, no. Um, one one I just didn't like. I just didn't. She didn't sit right with me. I was yeah. like, I don't like this. And then the other one, she kind of like fit everything that I needed. This was before I came to the faith, though. So I didn't. I will say I didn't pray about it. But as I prayed more about it, mm-hmm. she was able to not only show me that she's able to respect my beliefs because mm-hmm. she has her own faith. Well, she's Christian as well. She's not as deep into the faith as mm-hmm. some people, but she's able to be like, oh, what, what would what would your pastor say? Yeah. What would the church say? What would God That's say? Good. Um, so I know we all are so focused on finding spirit-based counselors, yeah. which is the goal, but there's not a lot of us out there. So if, yeah. they fit, <laughs> if they fit certain things and they can still bring you back to what God is having for you, uh-huh. then in my opinion, that's good enough than finding somebody who kind of invites other spirits into right. your, to your life. Right. So, that's good. Um, but yeah. Well, what's your process? Have you tried therapy before? Have you? I tried therapy back in 2018, and it was through the school I was going to. Um, She was a licensed therapist, but it was um, one that the school, the university provided. And um, I didn't like it at all. (laughs) I hated it. And that honestly really turned me off to therapy because, and I knew it wasn't personal. Um, Like I knew it, I really gave her a hard time (laughs) because she was really trying to work with me, but I was not at the place where I was ready for therapy. Um, I just did it because the school recommended it. Um, And it was free and I was like, okay, I've never done this. I'll just, I'll just do it. But I was not mentally, emotionally, physically ready for therapy. Um, I wasn't in a place where I could be as vulnerable as I needed to be for the therapy to be productive. Mm -hmm. Um, So literally every single session we went to, we just stared at each other. (laughs) Like she would ask me questions She'd be like, you know, how are you feeling? What do you like? You know, what, like, what's going on? And, like, the first one, I think, I don't know. I had a bad attitude with her because I was, like, in my head, I was, like, you don't care. Like, you're just doing this because it's your job. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't genuinely care about how I feel. You're just here because you have to be. And I think that attitude really made me, like, not cooperate (laughs) on top of how I was already feeling so it was really hard (laughs) and I really like to this day I feel bad about because she was trying so hard to do her job and I was not there for it I think I went to like four or five sessions and she was like this is at the 
the winter semester mm-hmm. and she's like well maybe in the spring we can try again and I'm like sure and I never came <laughs> on her back and but now that I'm like uh, not at that point of my life anymore I I'm definitely like at that time I was nowhere near as spiritually mature mm-hmm. but I was also like just immature period <laughs> um and yeah so it was just at the time it was just not a good experience but it wasn't I don't think it was the therapist but I also don't now like looking back I also don't think our personalities would have worked just because I know myself yeah but um I will say it was more so like just the timing I was just not ready for therapy and yeah so that really turned me off but then come to January 2022 I was like okay I want to be like well-rounded like as a person not just like spiritually like Mm -hmm. okay I can be intentional like spiritually with like um building my relationship with God but then there's also like the human part of me that still has things that I've never addressed or that um I've dealt with and like maybe I don't know how to work through them or maybe I just need accountability for them. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'll give this therapy thing a try. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I did it. And I I had to, I was at the place where I was like, okay, like mentally, I was like, okay, if you're going to do this, like you have to like be intentional. Like you can't just sit there and expect your therapist to know everything about you. Because <laughs> um, yeah. that was one thing that was really, that I struggled with was, um, like just being vulnerable and expressing how I feel, period. So then it's like, dang, if I can't even do this with my friends, how am I gonna do this with a stranger? And then still breaking that like mental thought of like, you're just here because like, this is your job. You don't care about how I feel. But I've been proven otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you bring up a point though. If you're not ready for therapy, if you don't want the help, it's not even if you're not ready for therapy, if you don't want the help, it's not gonna work. So everybody was like, well, I tried it. Okay, did you really try it? (laughs) Like, did you really try it? Like, for real. And they'd be like, yeah, I did. I'm like, okay, well, what does that look like to you? Because if you're not, like you said, if you're just sitting there staring at them, it's like, as a therapist, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Like, do you want me to, like, pull it out of you? Like, how am I supposed to get you to talk if you're not even going to answer the simple question? Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? (laughs) You know, like, you know, like, there's like, it's almost come to a point of you... It's um, like we're not heal like magic healers. Yeah. Like we don't just heal. And honestly, the job of a therapist is not to heal. It's to, in my opinion, it's to help you get back on track with what you mm-hmm. need to heal. Yeah. Um, to realize okay, well, like what do I need to heal from, and from a spiritual aspect, how can I? From uh, when I think about it, I know something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong, but I know something's wrong. Mm-hmm what is it and if i don't ever find out what that is and how am i supposed to take that how am i supposed to take that to god mm-hmm. and ask him to heal it for me mm-hmm. so for me the therapy process was like it's finding out how to heal or what i need to heal in order for god to be like in order for me to be like god i right. found i figured it out yeah like this is it finally like you knew forever you could have told me a long time ago <laughs> but i'm here now and i'm ready to work on it yeah and so like 
to your point of I just wasn't ready. That's a real place. Um, at least you tried it, though. You know, you tried it. I did. I did. I tried. <laughs> and I, I you, so know, <laughs> you know, I, I will say, if you've been through something very, like, like you said, traumatic, but it was dramatic, or even if it was just a small trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, so I call them big T's and little T's. Mm-hmm. So if you've been to a big Big T, which is like, you know, like abuse. Um, if you've been like a victim of a crime, divorce, just stuff like that, right? And then little T's can be anything from, uh, you know, like a, okay, this can be go either way, but like a pet dying or like witnessing like a, a crime, witnessing a crime that didn't affect you, but mm-hmm. still affected you. Yeah. Um, or like even small things like, um, oh, well, somebody called me like, Somebody called me too tall, like, and over and over yeah. again. You know, like, small things that affect you that you don't even know that affect you. So little mm-hmm. T's and big T's. If you've been through a big T and you try to start therapy right then and there, your body will not allow you to, to be open to it. Yeah. Because you're still recovering from the fact that it actually happened to you. You still have to accept the fact that it did happen to you. Um, so there has to be that want and that need. No, not, not even that, that want of... I want to do this mm-hmm. um, because yes, that there. You you also kept saying like this is your job. <laughs> a lot of therapists <laughs> literally just do this for the job. Yeah, that's why I say it's so important to pray and do trial and error because some therapists out there really actually care about their clients. Yeah, like truly care about their clients. Um, I, I don't know. I can't speak for all therapists, but from my from my own experience. The way that I show that I care for my clients, I can't really show my clients because it's kind of a boundary or whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't know this, but every before every session, I pray for them, pray for myself, and pray for what I'm about to say. So anything that comes out of my mouth in the session is not me. It's through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't know what to say, well, then we just keep it at that. We just keep, we yeah. just keep going. But there's other things that I do that I'm not going to say, but that I do that show that okay well when when they when they stop therapy with me because mm-hmm. i don't ever expect it to go i'll explain that a little while when they stop therapy with me i want them to know that i didn't just care about i didn't just do my job yeah i actually cared about them um so a lot of therapists yeah there is that i'm just doing this because i get paid i don't get paid i don't get paid a lot so <laughs> I, I it's not even the fact that i get it's not even the fact that I'm doing this for the money. It's yeah. doing this because I, I legit want to see you not only succeed physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, but also spiritually. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we talked about earlier, like, well, if I have Jesus, I don't need the church. I mean, I, if I have Jesus, I don't need therapy. Mm-hmm. When you hear that, do you still kind of, like... So when I hear it, I'm like, okay, cool. You have Jesus. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you don't need a doctor? Or does that mean you don't need, right. like, a gym? Or does that mean you don't need a job? Or does that mean you don't need a pastor? Like, mm-hmm. so when people say that, it's kind of like, okay, well, is it really more so about therapy? Or is it more so of, like, the... Is it more so of the idea behind therapy? Yeah. Right? Um, and I also know, so, like, in certain communities, in the minority communities, mm-hmm. therapy isn't a thing. Yeah. So I'm... I'm Pakistani, so I am from my whole family is from Pakistan. Therapy was not real; it never was. Mm-hmm. And so, like in the black community as well, though, it's it's very taboo. 
Like, yeah. it's like, get over it. Like, like, you know, like <laughs> what are you crying for? Not only just the men, it's also the woman, right? Yeah. But it's like, what? Like, live your life, bro. Like, why is that though? Like, from, I mean, I guess we're both the minorities. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I was going to say, from like a therapist's point of view, like, why do you think that is? So talking to the because a lot of my clients are minority like of a lot of, I have some a Pakistani couple like I have a couple and then I have like a lot of like from the black community and I have a lot of males from the black community as well though and mm-hmm. I ask them I'm like what why why didn't you start earlier mm-hmm. and it's always the same one it is what it is mm-hmm. that mindset that yeah. mindset of it, it is what it is and that's not even just the black community it's all of the minority community even like the Asian cultures mm-hmm. if like um, if something's wrong, you ignore it, and you keep trying to fulfill the purpose that your mm-hmm. family wants for you. Yeah, um, you're not allowed to be sad. So this is the thing that hurt. you're not allowed to be sad. It is what it is. Um, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It was small. It was nothing. Um, who cares? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm. I'm. All of my clients are in between like twenty and thirty ish. I'm twenty. I'm twenty five years old now. It happened when I was five. I'm like, okay, but you're still acting out of that trauma response. Yeah. So what's up? And I think it's not something that was directly said to me, but I've heard it amongst like the black community of like, well, none of us had therapy like from like the older generation. Mm-hmm. Like none of us had therapy and we turned out fine. No, you didn't. <laughs> you really didn't. <laughs> every time they say that, to, every time anybody says, I'm like, you really think so? Like you really think you're okay? Like. Like, no, you're really projecting your trauma that you never dealt with, and it's affecting me. <laughs> like, you're not fine. Yeah. But I think that's also, like, a... It's kind of like an ignorance thing. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's not something that was presented in a way that's deemed as positive or helpful or conducive, mm-hmm. then it's like, I don't need that. Uh, cause, and you can kind of play it into, like... Um, with the with the whole church, right? If you're a, if you're black, if you're mm-hmm. a male, and you go to church, mm-hmm. you don't need therapy. Yeah. If you're black and you have church, you don't need therapy. Mm-hmm. For my so for my like my previous like in Islam, right? It wasn't spoken. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a thing. Suicide wasn't a thing. Um, addiction wasn't a thing. Anxiety mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. Depression wasn't a thing. Be like you're depressed. What are you sad for? I'm like, yeah. okay, that in itself is a trauma. Like yeah. you hearing that over and over again is like, am I even allowed to feel this way? Yeah. And so like, um, we talk about it now. It's these twenty something year olds. We're we're all operating from a place of fear, hurt, neglect. I know neglect's a big one, but we've all been somewhat emotionally neglected mm-hmm. by our parents or by somebody in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, because we just didn't get what we needed. And I know our society is like, oh, mental health, mental health, I'm <laughs> depressed. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But like, the reason, in my opinion, it's so apparent now is because we can finally understand that the way we're yeah. acting, I mean, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. The way we act is out of trauma, out of a trauma response. And people are gonna be listening to this and be like, I've never been, I've never been traumatized. Okay. <laughs> Try therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you. Like, like, <laughs> like Literally, I think the other day I went to th- I went to therapy and my, my therapist looked at me because I go, what am I doing here? Like, what am, <laughs> like, why am I here? And she looked at me and she goes, are you serious right now? I go, yeah, what am I doing here? Like, in your professional opinion, like, tell me what's up. 
And she goes, Aisha, you're riddled with trauma. And I go, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? And then she, like, could, she made me, like, name everything that I've been through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, all right. And then she, like, added on. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. I'm here for a reason. Like, okay, cool. But that's what a therapist does. Mm-hmm. You might not see anything as traumatizing. But man, when when you talk to somebody who who's seen it all or who yeah. has been trained to see it all, yeah, it's like all right, and it's different. Like, I think one, it says a lot. I mean, I don't know other therapists personally, mm-hmm. so it's, I'm not saying that they don't do it. But it says a lot that you're a therapist that goes to therapy. Like, the fact that you're still willing to be held accountable, like from that emotional mental standpoint, says a lot. But I think that's why therapy, like, is so essential because it's someone, like you said, is unbiased. Like, even, like, your closest friends, they're still, like, the ones that are the realest with you. Mm-hmm. There's still some, like, things that they don't see because either you don't tell them or maybe they've done it. But it's, like, yeah. they can't see it all the way. But when you have someone who's, like like you said trained and they're like hey do you hear what you just said yeah, like, like that's not normal <laughs> yeah like with friends you might laugh about it and be like we're laughing about our traumas right now like like it's not a bad thing but it's almost like okay i'm laughing about this right now but i need to go pro- i need yeah. to unpack this in therapy yeah. right so my favorite words in therapy are unpacking and and like, unpacking is my favorite word because mm-hmm. it's like we pack so much in mm-hmm that we never have time to unpack it. And even when we do it with our friends, like we start laughing or we start, or we're like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's just watch TV yeah. or, or let's, let's play a game or yeah. let's look at something to eat or, Oh, my mom's calling me or my boyfriend's calling me. Oh, this I'm like, okay. All right. It's uninterrupted. <laughs> it's, it's literally yeah. an uninterrupted 50 minutes or an hour of what is wrong with me mm-hmm. and how can I fix it? And maybe nothing's wrong with you, but how can I improve my life? There's some kind of, another prone word disconnect Mm -hmm. i feel or i am happy or like everything in my life is going right i have a job i have an apartment i'm able to pay my bills i'm at church i'm a leader at the church i'm i'm uh i don't know i won the lottery whatever Mm -hmm. right but then i'm still so unhappy okay why why are you unhappy Mm -hmm. and so you ask those uncomfortable convers you ask those uncomfortable questions not only to understand okay well was i traumatized no it's not even about trauma we can stop saying that like Therapy isn't always about trauma. Yeah. Where's the disconnect in your life? You have all this going for you, so why are you so unhappy? Is it because you're still operating in that little that little kid who's been hurt? Mm-hmm. Is it because you don't have the support of your parents? Is it because there's church hurt? Is it because there's friend hurt? Mm-hmm. What's the hurt? What's the disconnect? Um, and, uh, you know, I always see, or since being in the faith, so a little back, I converted to Christianity 2020, and so it's been about two, two almost, it'll be three years in February. Um, but since coming to the faith, something that I was able to see in Christianity and not in Islam is that it's, it's a topic that's willing to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think more and more as, as more young adults mm-hmm. come to, to come to Jesus and come to God and come to really understanding deliverance and all that. Is I can be delivered from it from something or spirit, uh, depression, anxiety, trauma, rejection. Mm-hmm. What about all the damage that did, did, did yeah. for the past twenty, 
for me, 25 years, 23 years, 22 years, right? Yeah. What about all the, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. I see therapy. I see therapy. I see doctors. I see, like, all the resources that God has given us yeah. as, as a gift. Yeah. But I need everybody to see it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would really help. You know, because if, let's say, if, if, if a pastor went up in front of the church and said, yeah, in my therapy session the other day, I'm pretty sure that he would get some kind of backlash for that, or he or she would get some kind of backlash mm-hmm. for saying, you're in therapy. Mm-hmm. But the more young adults that come to the faith, the more that actually get serious about their relationship, are going to understand that you get delivered for something. It's in the Bible. I'm not going to quote scripture. <laughs> you get delivered for something and seven demons come yeah. Yeah. stronger for you, That's right? That's the Bible. That's the Bible. I'm not going to quote the scripture. I, like, <laughs> but I, it's Bible. But it is, right? It's in there. What are you going to do to protect yourself from those? Why don't you use the gift that Jesus had provided for you in therapy as a therapist to help you combat those? Mm-hmm. Why not use the gift? Why are you so? Why are we being so hard-headed about it? That's like saying somebody who has cancer is going to go get chemo. Now yeah. that's somebody's choice. That's a choice, yeah. right? But my but favorite. You're willing to go to a doctor, but. Why aren't you willing to go to a therapist? You're willing to go to... We can make it churchy if you want to. You're willing to go to your pastor. Yeah. Past, a pastor who, who has their been, own their own issues that they just don't speak about. That doesn't mean they don't have them. Yeah. And also a pastor who has been sent from God to lead the church that you're following. Yeah. Why couldn't you go to a therapist that is sent from God to help you heal from any of your emotional traumas or emotional baggage or whatever yeah. you want to call it? Emotions, mental. Yeah. So we look at it like... If you look at it like that... That makes sense. It does. Right? It, and then another analogy that I use is, that's like, it, somebody comes up to you and says, I'm depressed. Like, clinically depressed. Yeah. And you're going to say, get over it. And be like, all right, cool. Okay, that's not even a depression, because everybody, apparently everybody's depressed nowadays, right? So, um, but like, somebody came to you and said, I have bipolar disorder. Yeah. That is a true neurological, like, yeah. you can see that. Or mm-hmm. schizophrenia. Whatever you want to, the big ones. And you're like, oh, just get over it. Just pray about it. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Okay, we can pray. We can pray about it. Let's pray about it. But let's do some work to get over. Yeah. Let's do, do some work to actually work through it. That's like saying somebody comes to you with cancer and is like, yeah, I have stage four cancer. Yeah. Predicted to to not uh, if I don't make it. If I don't do chemo and radiation, I'm gonna not make it. Mm-hmm. And that's like somebody saying, we're gonna pray over you mm-hmm. and don't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, prayer works. Yeah. I believe that 100%. But it says faith without works is dead. Exactly. So, so that's like there's nothing s- wrong with putting in the work. Exactly. It's like some- telling somebody with cancer, oh, if you, we're going to pray for you. You don't have to do chemo or radiation. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. But that's, okay, cool. So that my other cancer analogy is, if I had cancer, I would go, at least get a consult. Be like, okay, what, what is my diagnosis? Surgery, yeah. chemo, radiation. Okay, cool. I choose one of the three. I do it. I go through it. It's tough. It's hard. We're vomiting. You lose Mm -hmm. your hair. You get weak. You get brittle. It's you physically see it. Mm -hmm. And then you go into remission. Mm -hmm. But then it comes back. Mm -hmm. You got to go through it all over again. So I see therapy as, okay, I'm depressed right now. I'm going to use depression because that's the easy one. I'm depressed. So it's going to be, you're going to go through hell and high water through therapy, Mm -hmm. through your process. You're going to go into remission and then something triggers you and you're back at, back at stage one. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like having a primary care doctor of, oh, yeah. all right, let me go do a check-in really quickly. Yeah. Why can't we all have, we should all have, a, in my opinion, we should all have a therapist on standby. Agreed. 
Agreed. <laughs> I mean, you don't gotta see them weekly, but yeah. you, like every six months, go check in and be like, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah. Um, I think I'm okay, but can you tell me? And then from there, be like, okay, let's start seeing each other two weeks. Let's start mm-hmm. seeing each other monthly. Let's start seeing each other weekly. Maybe we need some inpatient. Maybe we need some outpatient. There's so much more than just like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. Because you're good now. But then when somebody comes into your life and you start treating them like you were treated when you were younger, yeah. then what? Now you're treating them how you never wanted to be treated in the first place. So what's your trauma response? Or you just treat your dysfunction as if it's normal and you don't ever realize that's not normal. Exactly. Now, there are some people out there who are like, I am very content with my life. And I'm like, cool. I don't hang with those people. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't hang with people who are just content with where they're at. Not for the reason that they're not doing well, but because mm-hmm. you don't want to ever grow in anything. Hold yourself accountable. Mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. Mm-hmm. You are content with where you're at. You're never going to You're never gonna do anything with your life. I don't know. I have clients like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, what's up? Type of thing, you know? Like, um, are you saying people that feel like they're too good for therapy? I do have a couple clients who are kind of like, I'm just here. Because I, I was forced to. And I, I straight up tell them, I said, if you're here for any other reason than the fact that that you don't want to, that you want to be here, yeah. you're, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. I get paid to do this. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're, and, and that's not even to sound harsh. That's, that's the sad truth of it is yeah. people come to therapy because their parents, their girlfriend, their boyfriend, their friend, their mm-hmm. daughter, their son, whoever, whoever in, is important in your life and says, if you don't go to therapy, I'm out. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, but the thing is, you went in therapy, but you're not doing any work, so they're still going to be out. Yeah. So it just, it's it's like, again, a therapist isn't like a miracle worker. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why do you think that like therapists get the more negative connotation? And I guess this is more so from like the church point of view. Why do therapists get the more negative connotation, but doctors are like lifesavers? You know, I think it's I think uh, mostly it's because of the stigma around it as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure if there's any like mention of like of it in the Bible, mm-hmm. so I can't talk biblically. But I do know that doctors are seen as a very prestigious role, mm-hmm. like in society. Mm-hmm. Right. Where if you're a surgeon, you're at the top, you're like top notch. Like if you're any kind of doctor, you are a big deal. Mm-hmm. But then when you talk about a therapist, it's almost like, like, yeah. it's almost like a, people, are, people are like, what? Like, that's what you do? Like, yeah. why? There's just that stigma of we don't need to take care of our mental health, mm-hmm. but we need to take care of our physical health. Mm-hmm. So in like the church point of view... I think also though, like it's also seen as a weakness. Mm-hmm. If I'm yeah. if I'm able to be vulnerable about my stuff, then I'm not I'm not seen as this man of God or woman yeah. of God that is so prestigious and and worshiping at the altar and yeah. and a, a worship leader and pastor and all this stuff. But what about the fact that we're all people? At the end of the day, the fact that our pastors probably go through things. There are pastors out there who commit suicide because nobody's out there checking on them. Yeah. But they're they're okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like so. When I think about it from a church point of view, I think it's a fear. Yeah. 
if you if you think about it, like so because with what you because you said you you changed your mind about therapy in january so like the fear was is it gonna work again mm-hmm. but how are you ever gonna operate out of that fear if you don't ever try yeah if we're being 100 percent like transparent and honest if people actually went to therapy regularly they wouldn't like who they were <coughs> i can attest to that <laughs> I mean, yeah. you won't. Like, you won't. Because you'll realize, oh, crap. Like, I'm not as put together as I thought I was. I'm not. As, and, and I also have so many more issues than I, yeah. than I thought I did. <laughs> like, like, where did this come from? <laughs> like, I treat people How like, long has this been going <laughs> on? <laughs> like, I treat people like that. I treat my, my partner like that. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's not me. And I'm like, okay. All right. Um, there's just that fear of... I don't think they understand this at the church. Mm-hmm. It's a fear of, if I get my mental health together, you're going to change without even knowing mm-hmm. it. But you yeah. got to go to the right therapist. And I think some people, like, from the church point of view, they think that, like, therapy is, like, it replaces Jesus. Yeah. Like, you can't have both. It's like either you trust Jesus or you trust your therapist. And it's like, dang, can my therapist not believe in Jesus? Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> but yeah, that's true. But I also think from a church point of view, there's not a lot of therapists who go in, who mm-hmm. are of the faith. There are not people of the faith who go into therapy mm-hmm. because of the stigma surrounding it. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm just now seeing, if actually we're being honest, I haven't seen a lot of therapists of the Christian faith that are truly of the Christian faith. Yeah. I think I met one, like, one at church. Is that because, like, as therapists, you're not really supposed to... You're not supposed to share your beliefs, mm-hmm. right? But I don't share my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I let my actions and my words speak for my speak for itself. That's good. You know, I, I'm not ever going to preach Jesus to you. I'm not going to be like, yeah, come, come on over. Like, no. Yeah. Um, there are certain people I won't counsel, though, mm-hmm. um, because... Uh, there's a spiritual aspect that needs to be dealt with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before even doing any of that. And act, Pastor Pastor has said this, so he said, um, the spiritual aspect must be addressed so that therapy will aid the healing process and not just be pointless. Yeah, Like, I'll counsel him, but then they go right back to the things that they're needing counseling for. Mm-hmm. So that's when, like, witchcraft comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, like... Not even witchcraft, but just like uh, lust, like going back into to that same partner that you aren't supposed to be having sex with, like mm-hmm. doing the drug that you're not supposed to be doing, the alcohol. Like that's why I think it's such a taboo thing. Because how how is me as a person supposed to fix all that? Mm-hmm. That's another thing. I'm not trying to fix anything. Yeah, I'm trying to help you understand what you need to heal in order to be like, all right, Jesus. Yeah, I'm here. I'm open. What's up? And so that's why in my sessions I really push to be like, okay, what's up? Like, let's. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything unless you tell me what you're what you're wanting, and yeah. I'll give you a perspective naturally, obviously, because I don't like just getting. In my opinion, if I just get a spiritual aspect, I'd be like, all right, I didn't come to you for that. I came to you for like a person as well. Right. Um, but it goes back to the finding the right therapist. But I think church members, church people don't believe that there are therapists out there who have the same faith. Mm-hmm. 
and it's tough to find one because we don't advertise our faith. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to. It's yeah. ethically un. It's unethical. Yeah, that's true. But on my in my bio on like Instagram, I write little things like kingdom minded. Mm-hmm. People who are from the kingdom understand yeah. what that means, right? You just gotta do your research. But then if your church is is saying, "Hey, there's a therapist." <laughs> yeah. Take advantage of that. And you know the church is like full of people of like-mindedness. Yeah. Like, don't even, you don't have to go see that person, but ask them, hey, do you know anybody who's like spirit-filled? Like, and I'm like, you know, probably not, but I'll try to help you find one. Yeah. And even if I can't help you find one, I know some good therapists who will never impose their own beliefs on you and who I know are good people inherently. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just, it's just a taboo. Like you had said, you also said like, Jesus can't replace therapy. Jesus can't replace... I mean, therapy can't replace Jesus. Nothing can replace Jesus. Right. Not even physical health. Yeah. So I never... I don't ever think that. It just... It's it's a gift from him. Yeah. You just, like, partner with Jesus. Basically. (laughs) I'm not saying to look at your therapist as a pastor or a leader of the church. But why can't you see... you, You can see your pastor as somebody who has been sent from God to help you become spiritually healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's the same thing with, like, doctors. There's some doctors out there who are like, mm, it ain't possible type mm-hmm. of thing. But then they they might even pray with you. It's not allowed. But if you welcome it in, yeah, then it's fine. Yeah. Um, so I just think that there's a lot of fear and stigma. And there's a lot of ignorance around it. Is. it. It's a lot of ignorance. Um, a lot of un, uneducated things about or i guess like i think it's a lot of misinterpretation and a lot of lack of education especially amongst minorities Mm -hmm. um as far as therapy yeah i mean growing up did you feel like i know you said you never it was never like said to you directly right Mm -hmm. but like what did you hear like your point of view wasn't more so that it was like not allowed but it was almost like it was just foreign like honestly the what i thought a therapist was was like the school counselor like (laughs) me too (laughs) i was like oh that's what this is and then like honestly my only like familiarity familiarity familiarity. (laughs) the only way i was familiar (laughs) with therapy was like from shows and uh-huh. like movies where like someone had PTSD mm-hmm. and they had to go to therapy or um I don't know it was and I don't like to say this but it's like it's always like some rich white family who like no, literally go to, goes to like family counseling and I'm like okay that's cool the, it, it might be controversial to say this but the people who need therapy like actually need therapy mm-hmm. cannot afford therapy Therapy is mm-hmm. a rich person thing. It is a rich person. But it's something that every person essentially needs. You know who really needs it? Are the minorities. Yeah. The, the people who are overlooked. The, the homeless. Mm-hmm. The, the people who have been hurt so bad by their church members that they don't even know. They don't even know where to go. Yeah. The, and if we're being 100%, you cut this out if you want to. <laughs> but the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um but the people who really need therapy and who need are the minority groups 
and those are the people that are shy to uh, are shying away from it because it's not talked about because mm-hmm. back then it was almost like well we got through it yeah and it's like yes but it's like surviving versus like thriving right it's almost like well we went to work we came home we did this and yeah. we did that. i'm like okay i don't want to be a housewife yeah <laughs> like my grandma is like the 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 most the sweetest person in the world uh-huh. she has catered to my grandpa for the past 50 60 years mm-hmm. since from 18 to now mm-hmm. and i'm like no <laughs> She goes, I'm so happy. And I go, I, I'm i so happy for you. Yeah. I, I'm so happy for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to live a life where I'm happy as well as other people around me. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's, and it's also, I think for our generation, it's harder because we're, 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 we're breaking generational cycles mm-hmm. where we don't want to be our parents yeah. as much as we love them. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I love them. I I do. And I, I really truly believe that they did they did the best that they could. Yeah. But they have so many things within themselves that they haven't dealt with. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is a devout Muslim, like but he had his first anxiety attack, I think like in like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And he called me and he goes, It's real and I go I go, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, anxiety, like, it's real. Like, wow. he, because he felt like he was dying. Like, yeah. he felt like he had a heart attack. That's what anxiety is. Anxiety is crippling. Um, he's, he goes, yeah, I have panic attacks. And I go, so he, he the, after that first, like, anxiety attack, he finally realized, okay, what my daughters are going through are not, is, isn't like, yeah. yes, God is there, because he, everything is God, God will provide. And, and I believe that just give it to god and just give it to god and i'm like yes all right but what am i giving to god like i don't even know what's wrong with me <laughs> like you felt like you were done you went to he went to like two different hospitals mm-hmm. they were like it's just anxiety and he goes no nah, it can't be like it yeah. can't be yeah and now he's on meds for it but like even the medication debate that's a whole other thing <laughs> i don't like why can't we see things that are offered to us as resources rather than like Something that's gonna harm us. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, my dad. He finally is like, you know, it's a real thing. You guys really do struggle with things, and he has gotten, he has been able to see it from a different point of view. Just imagine what therapy would do if you can see. Okay, well, I, I deal with things this way. Well, maybe my partner deals with this this way, and so I can give them a better understanding of, not even under, not even like a perspective of. Let me give them more grace. Mm-hmm. Our parents, right? I don't get why you do this. But I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you more grace. Am I going to let you keep treating me this way? No. But I'm going to understand. Choose to understand. Choose to be empathetic of your brokenness. That's what's doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not you. It's not your character. Yeah. Um, but let's be honest. Like A lot of minority parents aren't willing to have that conversation and then accept that responsibility of maybe I'm not the perfect nope. parent I thought I was. Mm-mm. And so it, it's it's going to take us, like uh, the daughters and the sons, mm-hmm. to be like, all right, well, I'm going to heal for the both of us. Mm-hmm. You might not ever feel the healing, but I'm going to heal so well that my future generations yeah. aren't even going to know what I went yeah. through. Why not get some help with that? It's not an easy thing. But it takes a lot of humility. And that's tough. Yeah. It's very tough. 
especially like I mean obviously I'm not a parent but I can see like why like as a parent you kind of don't want to admit that you kind of did wrong as a parent Mm -hmm. and I feel like that would take a lot to say like dang I contributed to this that's where that that I know it's a bad word but neglect Mm -hmm. comes in it's not so much that they did it on purpose Mm -hmm. it's just what they lacked because of what they were going through did they didn't give it to us which is we all survived i mean we're Mm -hmm. here but yeah but i think that's why therapy is so important because just that word like neglect people think that means like you were left on the porch in no (laughs) No food yeah no clothes no no like you can be neglected in a two-parent household like neglect comes in so many forms there's actually a book that i recommend to a lot of my clients it's called like running on empty and it explains the different kinds of parents where they all mean well some don't mm-hmm. some don't they all mean so well and they just can't they can't provide for you because they were broken in themselves mm-hmm. um it changes your perspective going through therapy on how everybody it, you might be like some people might be like why do you put up with these people and it's like well, you don't know what they've been through. People say that, like, to you as a therapist? Like, as a person. Mm-hmm. So, like, some people who, like, me and my mom have a very complicated relationship. A lot of people are like, well, why do you keep putting up with her? Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Like, looking at it from outside in, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you still putting up with this? <laughs> yeah. I just legit say that to myself sometimes. But then I think back and I'm like, she's not well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not blaming her mental illness. I hate when people do that. But she has a personality disorder. Mm -hmm. She has bipolar. She has depression. She struggles with some kind of addiction. Like, there's things that she struggles with that I understand on a deeper level that Mm -hmm. didn't come from because she wanted it. Yeah. From years of trauma, unresolved trauma, Mm -hmm. the way that she grew up. I grew up the way she grew up. Okay, not exactly. But, like, her her dad is my grandpa. He is not an easy man to live with. Mm -hmm. So being able to... Not only from like a therapist point of view, but I was in therapy 20, 2015 to so I, I am a strong believer in therapy. So when I say twenty fifteen to now, it's because I've chosen to be in therapy that long, not because my therapist is making me save for seven years. No, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm a strong believer in it. Of this is what I need to do to be able to be a functioning human. Mm-hmm. In my own therapy as a client, as a person receiving therapy, I was able to be like, she's not doing this on purpose. Now, what I decide to put up with, that's mm-hmm. different. That's mm-hmm. a boundary. That's a whole other, that you can learn about that in therapy. But I'm able to understand her better. Mm-hmm. I'm able to, be able to understand that she needs to be talked to differently. She needs things that I, that I can provide to her, not constantly, but in a way that she needs to, to do it. The reason I got into therapy was because I wanted to understand her better. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a pharmacist. Really? Yeah, I was like, was like that money, easy money. <laughs> and then I failed organic chemistry, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah. Um, well, I'm glad you didn't become a pharmacist. <laughs> I'm glad that didn't work out for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I do think that, and I don't know if you can like talk about talk attest to it though. But like, have you been able to like see people differently? Oh, absolutely. Like, not only have I. Like, therapy didn't just help me learn how to let, like, how to let people treat me, but it also learned, like, how to see people. Like, 
when I started being able to identify like my triggers or my traumas, um, then I was able to sympathize with other people because it's like, even if they don't understand it, like even like within my family, I'm able to recognize like, dang, that's where I got that from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm not going to get as upset. Now, like you said, like I don't have to allow everything, mm-hmm. but it helps me like take a step back and be like, okay, you're going through this or I recognize this. So like maybe like we can't like I'm not going to say like, oh, you need to go to therapy. Right. Like, But you got to pick your pick your battles. But it helps me like learn how to have a conversation with people like instead of just respond to like instead of getting upset at something that might have triggered me. I'm like, you know what? Let's address the issue and not just like go back and forth. Like, even if you get triggered, though, you're able to kind of step back and be like, mm-hmm. they didn't really mean, they didn't mean it in the way that I'm taking it. They're not attacking me. Right. Yeah. They've, they've triggered a trigger. Yeah. Which is making me feel some type of way. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in essence, therapy isn't just helping you become a better person. It's helping you see things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can communicate with them, like, which was very uncomfortable for me to do but to be like hey what you said or what you did made me feel this way Mm -hmm. and you know if they're like my significant other or even a friend it's like if they genuinely care about y'all's relationship then they're gonna take what you say and like they're like okay how like how do what do I need to say or what do I need to do to better communicate with you or to show you that you know, this is how I feel about you mm. um, in the way that you need to receive it. Yeah. I think it's important, though, for that you said that significant other or friendship, because I don't, um, it sounds like you're able to communicate to your friends in ways that you weren't able to before. Mm-hmm. Because in our society, or in general, it's kind of weird to be like, hey, I need you to love me this way to mm-hmm. your friend. To like a, a best friend, right? It's it's like weird. It's weird, right? Because it's like, why are you saying that to yeah. me? Like, I'm not your I'm not your partner. Yeah. Or like, I need you to support me in this way. We don't say these words. Another another th- therapy helps you articulate things that you would. It's very mm-hmm. uncomfortable for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure if you just said these things to people, like, hey, hey, Ray, like, I I, I receive love with words of affirmation yeah. and gift giving. That doesn't mean go buy me a bunch of gifts, right. but at least you know, okay, if Aisha's having a bad day, I can get her like a, 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 I like Coke, I like Coca-Cola, give me a Coke and I'd be happy. Like it would make my day better. Or I can send her a nice message and be like, hey, thinking of you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like you're able to understand your people better. Mm-hmm. What's the point of living life if you don't understand your people? Yeah. There's a lot of points, but <laughs> what I'm saying is like, why not love your friends in the way that you can love your significant other not in yeah. all the ways yeah but like in essence they're the same person it's just that you can do more yeah with your significant other i think because a lot of people at least uh, okay i won't speak for other people for me i saw it as like okay we're friends because we have mutual like things that we have in common and then it's like <laughs> i always see friendships that last it's like who can like who can I put up with the longest? Yeah, who can put up with me the longest? Basically. But, like, 
through therapy it's like it's not just about putting up with each other and i'm not saying that's how my friendships are but it's like they can still like you can still be loved like you said in the way that you need to be loved or that you want to be loved from a friend like it doesn't have to just be like we get along Mm -hmm. but you guys have a relationship that is conducive for each other there's substance to it it's not just yeah. it's not just oh we, we like we like the same tv yeah. show or we like the same places to eat but yeah can you be there and love me and support me in the way that i need you when i'm when i'm on my knees crying yeah at 3 a.m yeah not saying that you would be there but can you be there for me in the way How i need, I need you to be there for mm-hmm. me right so like um for me i always and i might be just different but i try to make sure my like at least my really like close close friends like I, I try to make sure that they know what it means to be loved mm-hmm. and that I know it's possible to be loved in the way they need to be loved because when they decide to settle down with somebody, like most of my, okay, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. That they don't just settle for, oh, well, they can love me however. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why not show your friends, not in all the aspects, yeah. but why not show your friends that they can be loved no matter how difficult they are, no matter how needy, mm-hmm. I put air quotations, needy they are, <laughs> no matter how sensitive they are, no matter whatever it might be, whatever the the negative belief they have of themselves, why not show them that it's possible to be loved that way? Yeah. And that anybody who comes into their life that can't love you that way, they don't need to be there. Um, why not treat them the way that you know they needed to be there, that they deserve to be treated? Right. Why do we have to wait for somebody special to come to our life? Shouldn't we all be special to each Exactly. Other? Like, especially at this point, like, I don't call everybody my friend. Like, uh, you can't nowadays. Mm-mm. You can, cannot. Mm-mm. Um, and uh, I can't do it with all my friends. I, I can't because the way I show love is through word affirmation and gift giving. And <laughs> um, I'm, you know, money right now in this world, I think it's tough for a lot of people, yeah. right? So... But if I really could, I would get, anytime somebody's having a bad day, I would order them food or I would get them, like, something that they've always wanted. Like, you brought me grape juice that one time. I did, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, like, I try to do things that go out of, that might not really, that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Not even that, that I just feel like as out of the way or maybe. Yeah. But I do it because I want to see y'all, like, my friends, understand that there's people out there who are willing to do the things that they that they say they're gonna do mm-hmm. um not everybody's for you and so you know friend is cool but i i i can cons- when i when i consider you like when i call you family like yeah. that's what i mean yeah and there's not a lot of people that i used to call family because i was big i did not say family was very yeah. very you know something to me <laughs> it was a. Uh, very selective with it because I know what it, what it's like to feel betrayed by your family mm-hmm. or feel unaccepted by your family. So now when I say I have a family, I truly mean that. Not saying that, oh, they're going to adopt everything to be there. No, you all. I think another thing with therapy is that you understand what your expectations are mm-hmm. and your standards are of certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so expectations had to do like a 180. <laughs> 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 not everybody's gonna do the same thing that everybody does um 
but it's just nice to know that there's a place where you can go and talk about everything mm-hmm. and be like, okay, how can I tailor this to my friendships now? How can I tailor this to this person? And it doesn't have to be your, all your people. Mm-hmm. I have one person that has seen everything. Mm-hmm. Every side of me, I can talk to her about everything. I can talk to her, her about whatever I want to talk about. And I know she might she might make a face. <laughs> But I know at the end of the day, she'll do everything in her power to do it. Yeah. Um, it's therapy. So, like, to kind of wrap it all up, it's like therapy is not just a place for the big T's. It's for the little T's. Mm-hmm. It's for the adjustments in life, the changes in life. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a change of, like, job. Yeah. Good um, changes. Good. Ch- like. Yeah. It's it's for those crises of faith of where you can't talk to your church people because they're like, well, just pray about it. Mm-hmm. And just dive deeper into the world. Okay. I need more. Like, yes, your pastor is there for you, yes, but for, like, crises of faith, crises of the week, I call them cows. Like, if you have a cow, like, come come talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like, if nobody else understands it, I'm not understanding either, but I'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. Unintend- like, my phone will be off. Like, I will be listening to mm-hmm. you. Therapy is, is so much more than just, well, I, I wasn't, I wasn't. Uh, abused I wasn't uh, beaten on I wasn't sexually assaulted I wasn't this I wasn't that okay you're a human (laughs) you probably were told (laughs) once in your life that you weren't the best looking and that probably stuck with you for the rest of your life why do you put so much makeup on (laughs) (laughs) you know like we connect the dots in therapy you might be like yeah mm, I'm just not really feeling it today (laughs) okay let's elaborate and then we connect the dots okay well what what is it that triggered you that is making you kind of in this slump mm-hmm. and then we just keep going and then when you feel like you've made enough progress well then you decide okay well now i want to decrease it mm-hmm. or i want to increase it whatever you can and there are therapists out there that are affordable there are therapists out there who are willing to do it for free there are therapists out there who can like match all of you mm-hmm. so you just gotta keep looking so i know you're dfw based um but where can someone go like is there is there like a website someone can go to find like their local therapist so i'm actually texas based so anywhere in texas i can see people okay. so okay cool. um and but you can go to psychologytoday.com if you want cheaper therapy you can go to openpath.com um if you're just wanting help finding a referral i can help you find a referral um at like no cost i do like 15 minute consultation tell me what you need and i can help you kind of with that um how do they contact you oh uh instagram what's your instagram it is (laughs) it is underscore aw therapy um facebook it's just my name uh aisha wahid um and you can also contact me at like my work phone number, which is 346-324-1426. Um, but like, yeah, therapy is not just for the traumas. Mm-hmm. It's for everything. It's, it's even, for like living. Like, <laughs> like it's just like being a functioning like, human. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's just like having a physical doctor. Yeah. If you're not going to go once a week or twice, uh, twice a month, then go every six months. Eh, don't neglect your mental health. It's just as important as your physical health. 
and with whatever is happening in the world right now with COVID and monkeypox and yeah. and gas and electricity <laughs> being so everything that's happening right now is a change for all of us. Don't be scared to ask for help. Yeah. Even if I feel like even if you feel like things are going good, there's nothing wrong with checking in mm-hmm. and just being like, okay, like I'm, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not like sweeping things under the rug. Yeah, even if you try therapy and like I'm gonna just try it, and you don't like it, if if you really don't like it because you feel like you don't need it, cool. But if you don't like it because of the therapist, please try again. Yeah, don't just give up. If you're not ready for it, that's also okay. But like, keep one on standby. Date your therapist. <laughs> Not literally. Figure Yeah, don't do that one. <laughs> please um, don't do that literally. <laughs> yeah, don't please. Yeah. Uh, I won't do that. I'll lose my license. So just, uh, <laughs> there, you know. Um, but there's help out there. And if you don't feel comfortable, and if somebody ever says, like, go to therapy, it's probably because they've been there before <laughs> and they're like, you need therapy. Yeah. But if you really are offended by somebody, Ask them their intention. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. There's practical skills you can learn in therapy. So all the things that like we talk about, like, you can talk. We 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 talk about this in the sessions. Sometimes, literally, we I have clients that come to me and are like, I just need a vent today. I just want to talk to you about all my problems. And we literally spend 50 minutes talking about all of the <laughs> problems. And I don't ever get a word in, and that's okay. I tailor my therapy to what my clients need. Um. I'm not going to go out of the bounds of being like your friend, obviously, because my license, but I'm available. Find a therapist that works for you. If you, need a, if you need a male therapist, I'll help you with that. If you need a female therapist, if you need a, a black therapist, like I have people. I got connections. So, um, yeah. And I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about your journey with, like, therapy? Or anything that you've, like, that have kind of helped you, like, change your perspective on Jesus and therapy? You said it. Like, therapy, I think that's the best way to describe what therapy does. It, like, it helps you identify what to take to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Jesus doesn't know, but it helps you work through that with Jesus when you're able to say like okay this is how I'm feeling because sometimes like you can feel sad or overwhelmed and it's not just one thing or even if it's just one thing you don't necessarily know how to articulate that one thing so it's hard to really deal with it in the way that it needs to be dealt with when you can't even articulate what it is Mm -hmm. so 10 out of 10 recommend therapy for all ages like, I don't care if you're 65. Go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you I, probably I, need therapy. <laughs> as high school students and young adults, I will say if you start sooner, it is easier. Mm-hmm. Nothing is wrong with starting at 65 years old. Mm-mm. It's just a lot more you got to unpack. <laughs> and that's okay. That is okay. And that's <laughs> okay. Um, if you're an athlete, don't be scared to ask for help. I stopped playing basketball because uh, I didn't have the support I needed mentally. Um, if you're, if you have some church hurt, don't stop going to church because you can't work through that church hurt. Um, if you need a pastor, we know some people. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't have to a therapist and you want, like, we got some people, like you need a church home. We have a church, like 
Especially minorities, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. I think we seriously have to push for, like, all minority groups. Like, Asian, Latino, Black, LGBTQ. Yep. All, all yep. minorities. You, like, not no saying, one is exempt from right. therapy. No. And, you know, not saying that the majority doesn't deserve the help either. That's not ex- anything that we're saying. It's mm-hmm. just that they use the help. Why not? Why are they? Why can't we? Yeah. Why can't the minorities get the same help that the majority get? Why? Why? Why are we neglecting ourselves from what can help us be healthier people? And I think um, a part of it is lack of re- representation. Yeah. Because, I mean, this I've also hasn't. I also have not looked necessarily for a black therapist, mm-hmm. but no, I don't know of many. I think I only know of two and that's as of the last year. Yeah, it's it's hard to find those minority therapists um because it's still such a stigma in our society. Mm-hmm. Um but for all the guys out there who are who have been hurt by like their fathers or like some kind of male figure, don't become them. Please. Do better than them. Go to therapy. Get You're some help. You're not weak for going to therapy. You're strong. If you can go into a ho- into a room and pour your heart out, that is strength. That is not weakness. Weakness is walking around like everything's okay. It is what it is. No, yeah. it's not. You can't get by by that. But why, don't you want to be better better than the people in your life? Not saying that they're all terrible people, but I want to be better than everybody that has come before me. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so... And same with the, the females. Don't be your parent. Don't be your mom. Don't be all the other women in your life that have done you wrong, that have done men wrong, that have done your children wrong. Don't be those people. Like, get the help. It's never too yeah, late to think start. Think your, your children. Like, Look. if you want children. Even think about your friends. Even if you don't want kids. Like, think about the people that are in your circle that you're affecting that you might not think you play like a significant role but the people that you encounter day to day those little things that you don't that go like unaddressed Mm -hmm. will start to reflect in how you communicate how you interact with people listen you can heal just do the work to do it yeah we expect god and and jesus to heal us but what are we doing with if we're not doing any work to do it if we keep going to the altar and laying things down at his feet and then picking them back up and then going on about our business what are mm-hmm. we doing nothing's wrong with going to the altar and laying it all down and and crying out and and doing all that but why not work through it so you don't have to do it again not maybe not about the same thing yeah other things you can do obviously but why keep picking it back up but that takes accountability we're being 100% honest. A therapist is just an accountability partner. Yeah. A licensed one. A professional one. Not your Right. <laughs> not only will they help you keep you accountable, because every week we check in, or whenever we talk, right, we check in, but we also process. We also let you talk. We also we also joke. It's not always serious. Like, <laughs> like we joke. We laugh. Like, how about, we just try it. Try it. It honestly doesn't hurt. Just try it. That's all. That's all we're asking. I mean, yeah. What's the worst it can do? Yeah. Like honestly, what is the worst? Really, I've had I've had male clients come to me and were like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing this, Mm -hmm. and they're still with me from. I don't even know when I started this, but like, early, early, like this year or late last year, they're like, one literally said, um, 
man, if I don't go to therapy soon, I'm going to go crazy. And I said, okay, well, we don't use the word crazy, but all right. <laughs> Is that not a good word in therapy? I don't like the word crazy because it has a bad connotation to it. Yeah. So like, oh, well, you're only crazy if you go to therapy. You're only, you're crazy if you go to therapy. And I'm like, mm, no, I just want to be a better human. Yeah. I just want to be the best version of myself. And That's it. Use your resources. The best thing I can say is that use your resources, pray, stay in prayer about it, and allow allow God's resources to bless you. Why are you why are you running away from the blessings? Like why are you running away from from these gifts? Honestly, like don't you want everything that God has provided? If, if I know that this, I know I'm not like take this how you will, but if if God didn't like want therapists in the church. Don't you think he would have, like, strayed all of us away from it? As in, there wouldn't be spirit-filled mm-hmm. therapists. You know what I mean? Like, because if, if you're spirit-filled, then you listen to what God has for your has for your plan. Right. If me being a therapist was in, in, in God's plan for me, then I wouldn't be a therapist. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be higher... You would like, have been a pharmacist. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? And if you don't really, like, want to listen to me talk, that's cool. Um... But like, if you wanna, if you if you want a, a really good example of a therapist in a high place in a church, Dr. Anita Phillips, mm-hmm. listen to her talk, and you'll be like, yeah, she's a podcast, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's called In the Light. Um, but if you if you don't believe me that there there can be higher positions for you in the church, but also you can still be big on mental health, mm-hmm. she is the prime example of what it means to bridge the gap between faith and mental health. Um, you don't have to listen to her podcast, but just the work that she has done, she's probably not accepting a lot of clients, right? But <laughs> if you don't believe that it's possible to be spirit-filled in a therapist, you don't believe me, cool. Look at her life. They're out there. Yeah, they're not a lot, but not they are there. out there. And you might not know of them because they're not allowed to. We're not allowed to like. Yeah. Do our uh, express our faith in therapy. Mm-hmm. But if you if you just look on Facebook, you'll see what we all post. Like it's not that hard. Like Stalk your therapist, <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, like we were saying, it's just figure out what you need to heal in order for God to help you heal it. Mm-hmm. God knows. He want. I think he wants you to know. Yeah. Like, what good is it going to do for him to know? And then, like, you're just sitting here like. Okay, I don't know what's wrong with me, yeah. but fix it. Yeah, like, it's like saying like, you know, we all say like, like to say that God knows my heart. He does. That's the issue. He does. <laughs> you don't know your heart. <laughs> exactly. You know. You know. You. He knows your heart. Cool. But if you're there's not, a lot going on in there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just use your resources. That that's my big thing. Use your resources. It's not as bad as you think it is. And if it helps anything, I was against therapy before I started therapy. I hated the fact of therapy. I was like, what is there? My mindset was literally what everybody's mindset is. Why? Yeah. What is the point of therapy if I have my friends, if I have my family? Mm-hmm. If I, and I'm like, my friends and my family are my issue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Y'all probably like, therapy. Like, <laughs> like, um, I, I love y'all, but no. Like, you That's know? Funny. So. <laughs> My mindset was always that the only reason I went to therapy was because I was literally at a point of like, what else am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let me just try it. But don't get to rock bottom where it's so late where you can't 
get to that point. Mm-hmm. If you feel like there's something in you that you can't even, that you can't put your, your finger on, go find a disconnect. Go unpack and take it seriously. That if you're going to do it, be intentional. Don't do like I did. Just <laughs> stare at them. I cried sometimes, but that was it. <laughs> you know, if there's things that you know are dis- not connected within your life, why not try what's the worst that could happen i mean you're already living a life that you don't really aren't happy with what's the worst that could happen and you know another thing i will say is you find a find a church that supports mental health yeah um because it's very important that like you're able to see that it's not a taboo topic Mm -hmm. um and there's churches out there that are getting more and more open to it um, because I will say my church helped me understand that having mental health issues isn't a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels That's like it good. sometimes, but having a pastor and a family that it's, we're not all so vulnerable and open about it, but we all know we've struggled. Yeah. The pastor isn't, isn't shy about his struggles. Yeah. So finding a church home is also really important in this healing process. Um, a community. Mm-hmm. A community, a family. It doesn't have to be every single church member. But that, that core group, mm-hmm. that's important. Um, you gotta feel, you got to feel like you're not... you got to feel a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. So it's important who, who's covering you, where you're, where you're worshiping, where you're serving. And it's important who you're seeing to help you heal. Mm-hmm. Um, big takeaway is if you, I guess the question is, if you don't have God in your healing process, then what are you doing? Are you healing? Like, are you? Like, <laughs> not even the fact like, okay, you, if you're working on your prayer life, cool. But if you don't bring God into your healing process, mm-hmm. I learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, all right. Because after therapy, I was like, it still is not working. I was mm-hmm. like, what is what? What? So my best friend goes, well, you tried it your way, tried it my way. And I go, what is your way? She goes, God. And I go, hmm. <laughs> All right. And that's when I met my pastor. And then I was like, okay. And since then, since 2020, my healing process has looked way different. Where I can finally say, okay, it's working finally. Yeah. So... For those of you that are listening, they're like, I'm in therapy. It ain't working. Well, maybe try it a different way. Mm-hmm. Bring God into it and see what happens. Um, but yeah, you have anything else to add? Mm-mm. Thank you. You're a great host. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're a really good host. Oh, um, <laughs> this is a really good conversation. Yeah. Sorry it was so long. It's um, okay. But thank y'all for listening. Thank um, y'all. If y'all have any questions reach out Ray's available too yeah um but yeah we'll talk to you next time or see ya Ray will talk to you next time (laughs) (laughs) bye bye y'all